Switched On on F104 and I'm joined by Neve Talon of Her Sport. Hello. Hey Louise, how are you doing? Good, thank you so much for chatting to us once again. So obviously today was Ireland and Nigeria. They played really well, I thought. Yeah, I think, um, you know, people are impressed by the by the standard that they played today. Um, you know, not forgetting how well Nigeria have played um, against Canada and Australia as well. So definitely the team looked like they were um, you know, gelling well together, um, put in a good effort and it was a, a nil all draw. I was the was the final result. Mm-hmm. Um Courtney Brosnan got player of the match and she certainly had um some great saves. I think uh, people are putting her up for for save of the tournament so far. So we'll see <laughs> if there's anyone that can um do any better over the next couple of weeks. But they really have done Ireland justice over there and I don't think it's gonna be the last time we're going to be in the World Cup. Yeah, no, I think the team has definitely come on, um, you know, over the last couple of years, um, you know, with with Vera moving them forward and obviously qualifying for their first major uh, tournament. So I think um, there's a lot of excitement during the team and, you know, they are talking about inspiring the next generation. Um, you know, there's a couple of players that were involved in the strike a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that are still around. Um, but then we also have a lot of young players. Um, um, Abby Larkin and Izzy Atkinson here are quite young, like Abby Larkin, so only 18 um, and there's a lot more, you know, girls and women that are getting involved in football and inspired. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely shows that there's potential for the future and hopefully we'll um, see qualifier um, qualification for another uh, World Championships or European Championships, um, you know, over the over the next couple of years. Hopefully. Do we know when they come back to Ireland? Um, they're due back on Thursday, so I haven't I haven't got all the details just yet, but I know that they're due back on Thursday, so I'm sure they'd be delighted to see people in the airport and um yeah, just just celebrating the success that they did have. Um yeah, just to, to welcome home the team. I'm sure there'll be plenty there and I know there's been lots of flags and mm-hmm. celebrations going on in the hometowns of the of the players. There really has. I've I've driven past a couple of them. Like people really commit. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's great. Like I, I think it, you know. I, I did um, hear a couple of people talking about there not being maybe enough like flags and bunting and everything <laughs> in a couple of pubs and bars okay. and um, also in like shops and stuff. But definitely in the, the local areas where the girls are from, there's been a lot of support. And um, yeah, we're, we're getting lots of people sending us pictures and uh, people having watch parties and that kind of thing as well, which is great. And then I, I saw a headline today in regards to what they're being paid for it. So there was obviously a set amount when they first went over and that seems to be now in question. Do we know anything about that? Yeah, so um, they had a, a minimum amount that was due to be paid to every player that took part um, in the World Cup. Um, and then there was an amount of money that was going to the federations as well. Um, and they had it per stage. So if you played in the group stage, you would get, I think it was 28,000 either euros or I think it was 28,000 euros and $32,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you got to the last 16, you got an increase and all the way through to the final. So the, the two teams that would make it to the final get... Um, the most amount of pay um but there's been news there in the last 24 hours that fifa are potentially going back on this um and maybe won't um pay the players or pay the players as much um as had been anticipated but that kind of feeds into another problem that was going on so a number of the country's federations are um you know they've been saying that they wouldn't pay bonuses and um, you know that the players would be being paid by FIFA so why would the countries need to pay them um, so one of the countries is actually uh, the English team um, and yeah I think they're just trying to figure all of that out because um, you know the, the expectation for the players was that they would be getting paid by FIFA and they would be getting paid by their national team um, and federation as well so just as an example like the, the Irish players would 
2,000 euro uh, per appearance for Ireland. That's male and female and um, something that was brought in a couple of years ago. So um, look, obviously, I suppose as a player, like a huge amount of time and commitment goes into, Absolutely. Um, you know, being the best for your country and, and, and like a lot of lifetime commitment and, you know, for context as well, like there's there's some players that are are um you know doing doing well in terms of salary and getting paid, you know, reasonably. But also like if you think about the Irish team, there's a few players that are playing domestically and like they're not on um, they're not on you know salaries, not something yeah. that you could live off um as a salary. I think I saw something that the average um salary was fourteen thousand dollars across wow. all the players in the World Cup. So if you think about that, like it's very low. Very. Um, you know, for the for the players. So and um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll see more about that over the next uh, couple of weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt they'll have to figure that out very quickly. But we had a very busy weekend with athletics as well, didn't we? Yeah, so the 150th uh, Athletics National Championships was on in uh, in Santry over the weekend. Uh, so lots of uh, great racing. Um, unfortunately, Rashida Adelaki and Kira McGean both had... Um, little niggles so they didn't end up competing and would have been some of the stars that people would have been hoping to hoping to catch um one of the other big names would be Sarah Lavin and she raced in the 100 meter hurdles um on Saturday and comfortably um comfortably won her 13th title wow. um in a time of 13 13 so everyone was saying it was written in the stars um <laughs> and then she went on to race the 100 meters flat on Sunday and um yeah she yeah she had a great race there as well and I think she ran a PB throughout the rounds but I think it just shows the the shape that Sarah's in at the moment like she was racing um you know the likes of Joan Healy who's focused on the 100 meters flat and, and Sarah's coming out and beating her so uh, yeah she looks really really good at the moment um another great race was the women's 1500 so I know we spoke um last week about um Sophie O'Sullivan and Sarah mm-hmm. Healy who had raced um at the under 23 european championships and had taken home uh gold and silver but they were head to head again and they they left everybody behind it was you know there it was like two different races going on it was the race between the two girls and then the race among the rest of the field (laughs) and um sarah managed to to get the gold this time so it'll be interesting to watch these two girls race each other over uh the next couple years um i'm sure they'll be pushing each other on the lead and the uh, medals might be changing hands a couple of times too. <laughs> I kind of love that. That's amazing. It just shows the talent, doesn't it? Yeah, I yeah, know it's great. Like, um, you know, Sarah has been uh, recognised as a, a really, really good talent for a long time. She's been very consistent. Her personal best would be uh, six seconds quicker, six or seven seconds quicker than Sophie's. Wow. Um, I think Sarah has run 4.01. So she's she's down trying to compete with the likes of Kira McGean um, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, has has been someone that people have been keeping an eye on since her junior career. Um, Sophie did got a silver in the 800 at under 18 level. And then um, she went to Washington. She's in Washington uh, in college at the moment and is running over there and um, has been competing over in the States, but like a little quiet, I suppose, on the international front um, until this year. And, and she's had some really good runs. So she managed to take a quite a significant amount of time off her 1500 meter personal best and then have a really good performance um, at those European championships. Um, and now, yeah, the two girls are just going head to head, pushing each other on. Um, Sarah commented that it can be uh, tough to race uh, Sophie and I, I think it might be some of that kind of unpredictability they're they're trying to you know feel each other out and see mm-hmm. what the strategies are um, definitely worth going back to watch the race on YouTube um, just to see how tactical it was because it was just the two of them by themselves wow. and it was about 300 metres to go like they had kind of slowed the pace down and you could see that like 
they were thinking like, okay, who's going to make the first move and then 300 to go. Uh, I think it was Sophie that kind of ramped up the speed, but then Sarah um, Sarah had it in the tank and uh, just, you know, pipped her at the end. So yeah, wow. definitely exciting to watch Very the close. two of them over there. Yeah, I can imagine. I must go back and check that out. I missed that one, but I must check it out. And then the Paris Swimming World Championship started today as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So um, some of the the names we'll be used to from uh, the Paralympics um, are competing. So you have Ellen Keane, Roshan Irene, Nicole Turner, who'll be back on the on the international stage. Um, Roshan Irene was was kicking things off for the team uh, this evening. So um, yeah, look when she had when she had competed in the Paralympics, she had been entered in loads of events and had got to finals and lots of them as well. So um, she'll just be trying to you know work out over the next um, you know year or two or three like what her event is mm-hmm. where the likes of Ellen and Nicole have kind of already figured you know that figured out. that out mm-hmm. and, and and typically race the, the same types of events all the time um but yeah we actually caught up with Roisin um at her sport recently so we've a, we've a good interview there with her if people want to get to know her a bit bit more um and then in terms of Ellen Ellen has said that she's going to retire next year after Paris so oh, she'll wow. be probably 29 next year um, she's been racing internationally. She went to her first Paralympic Games when she was 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so a long time on the international stage racing for Ireland. And um, she's hoping to obviously be on the, the podium again after having um, been Paralympic champion in Tokyo. Yeah, she's unbelievable to watch. She's so fast. It's unreal. Yeah, I know. It's brilliant. Um, and look, she's she's tries to do so much in terms of like raising awareness and visibility yeah. um of of Paralympic athletes and just trying to encourage people to to get involved and um yeah no she's brilliant. I know she's looking at what what the next thing is for her and I think it would be a lot around um you know visibility and conversation and um that type of thing. So yeah looking forward to seeing how they get on. I, they obviously put in a huge amount of um training and work and um yeah just to see where the girls are um you know off the back of Tokyo where are they on the uh, on the international stage because mm-hmm. things can move around in um in the Paralympics based on gradings so it's not always the same competition. All oh, right, okay. And then to finish off the under twenties basketball. Yeah, so the under twenty basketball team are in action um at the FIBA European Championships. Mm-hmm. Um so they've qualified for the quarterfinals. So I think the team will be happy with that and we'll be looking to see how, how much further they get. But um I know we we talk a bit about basketball in Ireland, but maybe not as much as we should, but they're they're definitely trying to do some uh, you know, great things and good to see that the under twenties and the development team are uh, are coming up well. And then, if anyone wants to hear anything more about what we've spoken about and the interviews that you mentioned, where can they find all them? Yeah, so if you just head over to hersport.ie and if you just search her sport on any of the social media platforms, we're there. We're literally on every single social media platform. So um, yeah, be be sure to follow along. We've loads of news and updates around women's sport and plenty of interviews as well. Amazing, Neve Talon. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks, Anna Louise.